Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. How much do people know about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Today we wrap up our look at a survey. It was called the 2022 B.H. Roberts Foundation National Latter-day Saint Survey, and it is supposed to be a nationally representative survey of attitudes and beliefs about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and its members. As we mentioned at the beginning of this week, it's supposed to show how much people know and don't know about the LDS Church and or its members. And it mentions how in this survey that those taking the survey were asked whether or not they knew certain points about the Church. Let me give you an example. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints dot, 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 and here's your bullet points, can live with more than one wife, can't eat chocolate, can't drink alcohol, can't have blood transfusions, and believe Christ is the Son of God. Four out of five respondents failed the quiz. Four out of five. More than four out of five, actually, 84%. So if that's the case, How seriously can we take some of the answers in the next section of the quiz that we are going to be looking at today? Because they're just giving their opinions of what they think about the Mormons, but they can't answer five basic questions. 84% failing, that doesn't bode well for the quality of people that are being talked to. And that's supposed to be the average. Well, a lot of people don't have the basic information about what Mormonism actually teaches. Well, we're looking at a section now called Respondent Beliefs and Latter-day Saints. And there's a subheading that says Shared Beliefs. Some beliefs that are often viewed as unique to Latter-day Saints are actually shared by other Christians and religious people in general. Looking at that isolated from everything else that's on this page, I would probably say there could be some truth to that, because there are some things that LDS people do believe that certainly we would say we believe. But when you get into some of the specifics of what we're about to look at, I don't know if these answers really should make a Latter-day Saint feel good about themselves. I don't know if answers coming from people that you've already shown to be ignorant of LDS beliefs is going to make me all that encouraged that they may or may not share what I believe as a Latter-day Saint. But I found some of the subheadings to be quite interesting, but I think they are also worthy of several questions. What's the first one there, Eric? Christians who believe in an afterlife generally believe that they will be with their family in the afterlife. And it says, of traditional Christian respondents, Catholics, Evangelical Protestants, non-Evangelical Protestants, and Eastern Orthodox, who agreed to some extent in an afterlife, more than half, 51%, strongly agree that they will be with their family in the afterlife, while 26% somewhat agreed. Now, Bill, I'm going to ask this question. 
will you see your family in the afterlife if they're fellow believers? Yes. So that's part of the problem of this because, yes, I do believe I will be with my family in the afterlife if I'm talking about saved individuals in my family. But I don't think I'm going to be with my nuclear family as Mormonism teaches. Would you agree? Well, I would most heartily agree. And if a Latter-day Saint were to be honest, they would have to know, based on the lifestyle of some family members, whether or not they were qualified to be a family unit in the next life. You see, again, a lot of details are left out of this. How many of those people who responded favorably to that question, who believe that they would be with their family in the afterlife, have any remedial understanding of what that means to a Latter-day Saint. I doubt if many of them believe that at all, or at least understood what Latter-day Saints believe. If a Latter-day Saint is going to be honest with this question, they would have to know that there are many in their own families that they would not share eternity with if they were not qualified to get into the celestial kingdom. In other words, they're keeping celestial law. They've repented of all their sins, never to repeat those sins again. They're keeping all of the commandments. They're on what the Mormons call the covenant path. Now, most Latter-day Saints know whether or not a member is keeping the covenant path. If they don't know what that means, then why do they keep bringing it up in general conference? Of course they know what that means. So they would have to be honest, just as you in asking me that question, do I believe I'm going to be with my family throughout eternity? It all depends whether or not that family member is a saved individual, that their sins are forgiven. Would I love to have my family with me in eternity? Absolutely. Are they going to be there if their sins are not forgiven? I'm afraid not. And Jesus makes that very clear. The Apostle Paul makes that very clear. The New Testament makes that very clear. The next point, a lot of Christians believe in eternal marriage. Of Christian respondents who believe in an afterlife, about 40% said that people married in this life will be married in the afterlife, with 22% strongly agreeing and 18% somewhat agreeing. Now let me ask you this, Eric. If you're a Latter-day Saint and you read that, how can you feel better about what you believe based on those beliefs of these non-members of the church. Because even though they might believe that they're going to be married in eternity, you would know because they have not met the standards of their church, they're not baptized members in the church, they're not living celestial law, they're not doing everything they're supposed to do that would warrant them to be married in the next life. How would that make you feel better? Just because they may share a certain belief. Where are they even getting this belief? Because it's not in the New Testament. Well, and a knowledgeable Latter-day Saint, as you're talking about, is going to know that you might believe in eternal marriage, but that's a pipe dream because you're not getting married in authorized Latter-day Saint temples. So they certainly would understand that your view of eternal marriage and your belief in it does not mean anything unless you are a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with your temple recommend, having gotten sealed, not just for time, till death do us part, but also for eternity. And I think we need to go back to the question I raised earlier. If there are, in fact, Christians— and what does that even mean in the context of this question? But if Christians believe in eternal marriage, where are they getting this? 
See, I would ask a fellow Christian if they were to come up to me and say, well, I believe I'm going to be married eternally in the next life. My question would be, okay, chapter and verse, where did you get this? Because there's no mention of anything like this in the New Testament. The idea of being married in the next life or even being with your family as a family unit and that what I mean by that is like grandparents, parents, kids living, let's say, in the same type of house of some sort. Where do you get this? Because there's nothing in the New Testament to support it. So if they believe something like that, for me as a Christian, I'd go, big deal. I would shrug my shoulders and say, that means nothing to me. It's just ignorant people bolstering other ignorant people's beliefs. It's nothing more. The next point, some Christians believe they can become like God. Of Christian respondents who believe in an afterlife, about 22% said that people can become like God in the afterlife, but only 8% strongly agree that this is true, while 14% somewhat believe. Bill, I, I think, again, we here's another point where there's not enough information given here, because can we become like God in the sense that I think we'll become holy? We won't be able to sin anymore. We certainly will be like God, but not in the sense of Mormonism that teaches that you can become your own unique God in another realm, another universe, that you will, as a man, become the God of that world, that your wife will become the goddess, and it will start all over again. Not enough information is given here when they ask that question. And would a Latter-day Saint assume that when a person says this, as it states here, some Christians believe they can become like God, is a Latter-day Saint going to take that kind of an answer and assume that they believe exactly what you explained? I doubt it. So what would this even mean to an individual who says, perhaps, that they can become like God? Are they really implying that they believe that in the next life that they're going to be all-knowing, that they're going to be omniscient? Do they believe that they're going to be all-powerful, that they're going to be omnipotent? Do they believe that they are going to have any of the other attributes that historically and biblically are only given to the God of the Bible? Is that what they're really saying? Because you know how easy it would be to break down all those points, just the fact of being omnipotent. Well, you can't have more than one omnipotent being at one time. So how is that even possible? Unless you're going to categorize it by saying, well, they can be omnipotent in their own little realm. Well, that's not really the biblical understanding of omnipotent. You've redefined the word. See, again, we have, we have to ask these questions. What do you mean when you say certain things? And again, I would like to know, who are they talking about? That some Christians believe that they can become like God. Now, they may be pointing to the Eastern Orthodox and say, well, they believe theosis. But when you have Eastern Orthodox scholars denying that their understanding of theosis is anything like the Mormon view of becoming gods, they will tell you they are not the same thing. And I can only trust what these scholars are saying about what they personally believe as opposed to what the LDS people are led to believe. Theosis and godhood, as it's understood in Mormonism, are not the same thing. And Eastern Orthodox scholars have made that very clear. 
Bill, the next point, some Christians believe in the possibility of modern-day prophets. About 35% of Christian respondents believe that there could be a prophet like Moses today. 13% of them responded strongly agree, while 22% said somewhat agree. Okay, if I were a Latter-day Saint, why would I think this should make me feel good about what I believe? Even though as a Christian, I could argue, well, yeah, I believe there is a possibility of modern-day prophets. I don't think there are any modern-day prophets in that context. And I certainly would ask the question, why would I assume that the prophets of Mormonism are like Moses? See, I would say the prophets of Mormonism are not like Moses. They're more like the false prophets that are talked about in the Old Testament. So while I may agree that there could be a possibility, what does that matter? It doesn't seem to really support the LDS view of what they think about modern prophets and how they can only belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The last part of this survey is the likelihood of changing religious affiliation, and it says that about half of the people say that changing religious affiliation before their death is very unlikely. They actually say about half, 48%, said it was very unlikely, which makes me ask the question, Bill— you have all these missionaries going out throughout United States, and about half of all the Americans are saying, I'm not going to change. I think you make a good point, but it makes me think of this. How many times have we talked to Latter-day Saints who have told us they're Mormons forever, and yet you find out later on that they've actually left the LDS Church, and they've come to believe in the Jesus of the Bible. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.